Hey, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Mel Herbert here. Um, it's Elon Dale. It's part of the Talking Tesla network of shows. We're talking Thursday, November 14th, and I'm still sort of reeling from the excitement of the announcement about Gigafactory 4 in the Berlin area in Germany. This is huge. This is big. This is large. So we've got the Sparks Nevada, and we've got the Buffalo New York making the solar panels and the V3 superchargers. We've got the Chinese uh, Gigafactory, which apparently just got um, the paperwork it needs to start production. So that should be eminent. And uh, now we've got the European Gigafactory. This is all huge, large, and big, and a number of my Australian friends have said, do you think that Australasia is going to get one of these puppies? And I say, I don't know. There hasn't been any car manufacturing in Australia in, I don't know the exact time frame, but decades. When I was a young lad, Ford and GM had uh, you know car manufacturing down there, and Toyota did as well, and I think they all closed you know, about 10 years ago, something like that. Anyway, I don't think that's going to happen, frankly. Maybe, maybe it will because of storage, but I don't think because of cars. It's such a small market. It's, I think, for most car manufacturers, a lot easier to just make the cars in uh, the Northern Hemisphere and ship them to the Southern Hemisphere. But, you know, Australia is now a pretty big uh, buyer of Tesla batteries and probably is going to be a much bigger buyer of Tesla batteries. So you might see some footprint there, but this is all complete conjecture on my part. Thank you very much. And we talk a lot about superchargers here on the show. Well, I do. I obsess about the supercharging network. You know, my big thing is the reason that Tesla is so far ahead of the other auto manufacturers in terms of electric cars is at least you know, 50% because of the supercharger network. I can turn to friends, relatives, and colleagues and say, because of the supercharger network, you have a car here that basically can drive here, at least in uh, you know, the United States, pretty much anywhere. It's a real substitute for a gas car. And I don't have a gas car anymore, and I'm completely fine with it. Just a few years ago, I would not have been okay with that. It's like my electric car would be my second car, and then a gas car for when I need to do long trips. But that's just not true anymore because of the supercharger network. And i got to say, hats off to those Tesla owners from the earliest of days that supported the company, that bought the cars even before there was that network. I mean, that takes some guts. So people like Robert, for example, hats off to you. But we're now getting news that the supercharger network is expanding with a lot more V3s. And this is huge, this is big, and this is large. Apparently what they're doing is that they are building one, for example, and this is just two of them, they're building one in between Los Angeles and Phoenix. It's That's actually a drive I used to do relatively frequently when um, we had some relatives there, but they have since moved. It's quite a long drive. It's about 380 miles. And they're going to um, put a V3 supercharger, it sounds like about halfway there, and it's going to have lots and lots of V3 stalls. So that is really good. I think 28 V3 stalls is the plan. We're going to get more details on this soon. This is sort of the early reports. There's also a giant supercharger um, station at Kettleman between Los Angeles and San Francisco. It's the biggest one in the US. It's 40 stalls. Not the biggest one in the world. There's bigger ones in China. But this one is huge. And apparently what they're doing is that they're adding a whole row of V3 superchargers. That one in Kettleman has V2 superchargers. I've been there a couple of times. It is massive. It has a huge solar array. It has a nice little place to get a cup of coffee and hang out with the Tesla people and get Wi-Fi. And it's got lots of batteries. And now they're adding V3 superchargers as an upgrade. So that is also big and huge and large because these V3s, if you've got a Model 3 and hopefully soon S and X, you can charge at almost twice the speed 
So that means that it's like putting, for every one bollard you put in there, it's really like putting in two of the V2s. So I like this. I don't think you're going to see this wholesale ripping out of V2s and putting in V3s. I don't think that's going to happen. But if you've already got a V2 supercharger station and you've got room, it makes a lot of sense, a lot of sense, to then go and add some V3 superchargers. It really significantly increases the capacity of that charging station. And it's also good for people who don't have a 3. Um, it just speeds charging anyway because this is dedicated. So when you get there, maybe your car can only do 150 uh, kilowatts of charging at max speed. But now you're going to get that. You're not going to share it with the person next to you. So overall, again, having V3 superchargers there that have dedicated a maximum of 250 will even allow other cars to get the max speed most of the time. And so even if it's busy, the cars will be coming off those charges a lot faster. So everything about the V3 is uh, good. And so I'd love all of the charges to be V3. Thank you very much. But that's not going to happen. But at least this, this is good news. It's making me feel a bit better. But still, you know, can I say it again? I know you're sick of it. The rate at which you have to produce uh, supercharging has to go up substantially. There are so many Tesla Model 3s that are being produced. And soon, maybe by the summer, a tremendous amount of Model Ys, this supercharger network has to increase substantially. I would like to see some out-of-the-box thinking here. Maybe Tesla can incentivize third parties to produce superchargers. Like, here, uh, Mel, you want to open up a uh, vaping stand? No, I don't really. I want to open up a little uh, shop somewhere. We'll come and put in, you know, V3 superchargers at cost and solar panels and the whole thing there, and then you can create a business around that. And so we don't really test and make much money out of the construction, like make zero money. We'll keep any money that we make out of the charging. But you will then get to have this thing that will draw Tesla owners to uh, that place. And I could sell them, you know, Diet Cokes and licorice or whatever it is. I'd like to see more of that. Does that happen now? I haven't really, I don't think that's happening now. But something like that to accelerate this. And I would love... I would love to see these superchargers in places that are more remote, like in the national parks here in the US. There are some national parks here in California where there is a supercharger station sort of near the front of it. But still, that's the one place where if you really want to dive deep into a national park, it would be nice to have uh, one that's even off-grid. You put a big solar panel out there, you put in uh, a couple of big batteries, huge batteries, and uh, then people could charge like deep, deep, deep in the middle of nowhere. I'm going to do a bit of a deep dive on this next week and look at what it would really cost at cost to make your own private supercharger station, as it were. Like you're a commercial person, you've got a business. How much would it cost at the bare bones to create like a couple of V3 chargers where you're at with solar panels and with battery backup so that you could be off grid? I think off-grid here in California is increasingly something that you really need to think about as we are now being told that we're going to have our power shut off increasingly frequently because all of these fires, so many of them are caused with problems with the high-powered electrical grid that we have now. So they just shut it off for a million people and they do it for days at a time. So something that is solar panels, battery and supercharger, how much would that really cost? Does it get close to being economically feasible for private groups to do this, to drive traffic into their stores or wherever it is, or perhaps to build it themselves, get all the equipment from Tesla, and then allow people to charge, but then they keep the money. 
Does that make any economic sense? The cost of solar panels and batteries, even in the last few years, has come down so much. Is it getting to the point where some third-party company will say it is now worth us building these, separate from Tesla, selling the electricity and the Diet Cokes and whatever else goes with it, and it is a viable thing? Let's do the math. Let's do it next week. This week's a bit busy. My name's Mel Herbert. The show is Elon Daily. It's part of Talking Tesla. It's part of the Talking Tesla network of shows. Go on. Give us a rating and review. Become a patron. There's so much to do. So much to talk about. Remember it out. Talk to you tomorrow.